Sometimes I just don't know what I'm saying when I'm rounding it up. It just keeps on going on. I keep on chatting shit. It's like, shut the fuck up. Hello and welcome back to another episode of FPL by Dummies, brought to you by your host and yes, I'm starting it off again, as normal, Josh, Tom and Cam. How are we doing, boys? I won't do a long intro, just how are things? Good, the uh, international break is almost over, we can see the end of the tunnel, <coughs> the light is in sight, um, so yeah, I can't wait for the Prem to be back this weekend. I've really enjoyed it. I've become, um, well, if you didn't see, obviously, the podcast description from last week, I've become a massive Antigua and Barbuda fan this over the international break. Mm, and I think I'm yes. actually going to, even though it started off as a joke, I think I'll actually just start supporting them now for, for fun, just to see how they get on. Well, they'll even probably get further there. in the next World Cup than England, so. That's true. I like how, Cam, you say um, light at the end of the tunnel, because what I see is like a fire. Fancy <laughs> football coming back. I didn't say what um, the light I've was. Spent- <laughs> <laughs> The light is a kind of orange flame. Um, <laughs> orange yeah, glow. I see. I see just doom and death again. <laughs> I was like, I've just about got through the blank game week. Wild carded. Like, you know what blew my mind about this week? Because I wild carded, and I was like, yeah, wild card. Like the dawn, gonna like have fucking eleven players. Everyone else is gonna have about three, and I just completely checked out. Everyone's teams were just full teams, and I was like, where the fuck has that come from? Um, and. I think you boys did about as well as I did. To be I honest. did better than you. I got <laughs> exactly like I, I. I literally played my wild card and to took a smash point, this yeah. week. Dropped Bamford and then yeah. I mean, it's just gone really annoyingly to be honest. But um, yeah, yeah. Tom, how was your week? Yeah, I was only two points behind you as well, mate. Sorry. So uh, I just can't believe that. Say if, if, if Bale if Bale played, then yeah, we would have the same you, score. Did you, so you take like four or eight points hits though. I took a minus eight, yeah. but it ended up paying off because I bought in. Duncan Sanchez, who got twelve, and then oh, and, and Dallas was the other one that came in, and so that wasn't as good, but it still worked out being like a, I think it was like a positive two, and if I didn't bring in Dallas, in it would have been positive like six or something, so I shouldn't have brought in Dallas, but yeah, it was but fun it gives, anyway. So I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. So that he actually was ten points better than you, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> but thanks, yeah, Ken. I didn't say where that train was going to, Josh. Um, I should say now it's hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The fiery you know, I'm starting to feel, yeah, I'm feeling really good recently over the past couple of weeks, I don't know why. Um, and then I can see all these lovely fixtures coming to ruin my day, and particularly that Chelsea West Brom one. Um, should we do a quick review of the last week before we go on? Go on then. So we're going to do a 60 second countdown and see if you can batter through all of the, uh, all of everything that happened in Game Week 29. Yeah, so hopefully right now some news music's going to come on in the background. So for those of you who missed it, there was an absolutely fantastic game between West Ham and Arsenal. Who was going to win? Who was going to know? I don't know. But it was an absolutely fantastic game, which Lingard found his scoring boots. Lacazette found his scoring boots. Bowen found his scoring boots. Suchek scored again before getting a hat-trick into the international break. Antonio with two assists, keeping it in there as well. Uh, Leeds won away at... Fulham 2-1, Bamford and Rafinha. Bamford punishing me for selling him with an assist as well, taking all the bonus points. Uh, Brighton, they appear to be rocked to the back. Newcastle are shit, no change there. And then finally, uh, Spurs turning up with a 2-0 win away at Aston Villa despite missing their talisman, Bale. Is it Bale who's their talisman? I'm not entirely sure. But a 2-0 victory there, very, very good. Punishing all those Martinez owners who have been getting so much this season so fuck you all uh, that's a 60 second rundown of the week gone that was quite impressive 
there was no preparation for that as well, which was which I actually like. I was like going to be like, this is going to be a car crash. I'm excited <laughs> for this. Like, just got the popcorn out, waiting to see. I was I, I was trying to get the West Ham Arsenal bit to open up so I could start saying something. I was like, I'll just go out to delay. Just say the same sentence again. No one will notice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was an interesting game week, wasn't it? Um, particularly that West Ham Arsenal game. I don't know if you watched it, but it was crazy. Just um, carnage. The fact, well, yeah, it was the three nil up within Arsenal twenty minutes. Arsenal have goals scored. Lacazette won. Um, and then two own goals. Yeah, uh, Suchek actually scored at both ends as well. So he just he just loves scoring within a couple of much. minutes as well. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, it was like three 0 within twenty minutes, wasn't it? And then all of a sudden, Arsenal come roaring back with two own goals, <laughs> and then um, like a sweat at the end to uh, pop up with a header. But yeah, thankfully, I managed to cash in on the two kind of major contributors to the West Ham performance that week. I think most people did, to be fair. But Lingard and Antonio coming in clutch. And then, yeah. Wrong. Huh? I said wrong. <laughs> they did not all cash in on Lingard and Antonio because not everyone decided oh. <laughs> to pay that bet. So. One of those annoying things where money screwed me over here um, is I was going to have Lingard instead of Bale. However, it left 7 million in my bank. I currently and it have 7.8 like million in my bank. Yeah, and I, I was like, but when you're on a wild card, it feels really stupid to put seven million on your like in your bank. So I was like, I'll just have to pick Bale then. And then obviously that was a twelve point swing. Bale didn't play, um, and you know, uh, the rest is history. But yeah, Lingard takes a week off, has a little bit of rest, come back, scores a goal, and gets an assist as well. He's just unbelievable at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, Ridiculous. completely resurgent in the uh, seven games he's played. Well, six games he's played, seven game weeks he's been at West Ham. 15-3-6-10-5-5 and then 0 missed against West Ham and then 12. That's ridiculous. Ludicrous. And that so that's literally 50, 56 points from that because he didn't feature at all for Man United this season. So 56 I think I saw a stat that said he's got the highest points per million value at the minute or points per minute played or something. Um wouldn't surprise me. Which is reflected in the to the highest transfers in this week, 150,000 people getting him in. That's incredible. But yeah, yeah no, um, Craig Dawson as well, keeping his goal scoring record going as well. Was that five five goals in five games, two in the two wrong end? But goals, you know, yeah. I was going to say, wasn't it that he's two games in the bounce? Was it or two own goals in the bounce? Yeah, yeah. two own goals in the bounce. Quite impressive. He just um, loves scoring. Him and Suchek just love it. Yeah. Also, Suchek hat trick. What the hell? I know. What was that about? <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Like, who were they playing though? Who it can't have been anyone um, good, can it? Well, they won like six nil, I think. No, eight. I think it was like Moldova or someone like that. Ah, oh, nice. I did get. I must admit, I did get a lot of enjoyment from bringing Veltman on my wild card. Yes. Um, who got his first assist of the season? Yeah. I got me ten points out <laughs> of nowhere and doubled up at the back. Well, <laughs> like that was just so lucky. Tom and I were talking about that during the week, and I. I mentioned, I mentioned it on the pod as well about uh, Joachim Anderson who plays for Fulham and Tom's response was, who? And to be fair, if I hadn't seen the Scout article, I probably would have said the same. But um, they tipped him as kind of a, an aerial threat from set pieces and then when he nodded in against, who did they play? Leeds. Leeds. I was like, oh, I knew I should have got him in because I had Veltman instead. And then Veltman gets a clean sheet and an assist and I was like, Cha-ching. <laughs> it's it's annoying because I did have Anderson again in my draft, but then I saw Adarabio 
and he's got a cooler name. And if you look and at his, his arms picture don't exist. on, yeah, and he doesn't have any arms. <laughs> and I thought, I feel like I've got to give props to the armless player because if he's still playing at Fulham at that level, that's pretty. That's also a commitment to not make any handballs. So I thought I'll get Adder by <laughs> He did have hands, and then when he saw yeah, the handball rules this season, he was like, I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> he chopped them off up to the sleeve line. He said there'll be no debate. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit of an annoying swing, but I'll take it considering I bought Enveltman. Um, a bit annoyed that I dropped um, Bamford, but you know you gotta you gotta deal with some End of these the breaks. Things. Yeah, I'm a oh. well, I'm a bit frustrated that um, my Lalana punt did not pay off um, <laughs> at all because it was Lalana in for Trossard, and uh, yeah, Trossard in that in that time scored two goals. Yeah, and an Trossard channeling is his um, inner. And, and, Lala- and Lalana got. Um, yeah, one clean sheet point. That was a. That's all he got. Well, so. was, again, was gonna was talking to Tom about Trossard or Lingard, and obviously Trossard outscored him. But in terms of returns, they got the same in the goal and assist. But yeah, the clean sheet point and then the extra bonus for Trossard just edged it for him. But yeah, very happy with this week returns from everyone, apart from three players. Uh, Sufal making it look like I didn't pick a full playing team decided just to go yeah, out and get the yellow card and three conceded goals but yeah I can't complain 72 points 25 point average and uh, just for clarity the uh, Suchek hat-trick came against Estonia so not the world's best opposition well, I don't know pretty, they do have Ragnar Clevan <laughs> Liverpool legend that is, that is. Is, he, wait, is he sorry Estonia is he still playing jokes. sorry is he still playing oh um, Clavan for Liverpool or at all? At all, I mean generally. Um, last I heard, he was at Cagliari in Italy, but I don't know if he's still playing. Well, the way you the way you said it, it was like he was still playing for Estonia. Oh, he was the I only was Estonian like... person I could think of. <laughs> oh right, well, okay. so when you said it, I was like, I, I, so I thought he was like maybe like in his mid forties or something. By the way, like, no, he was. Um, let's have a look. Rag. Oh, I say I'm really interested now. Does Does Clavin still actually play? He's 35 years old. Does he still play? He still plays for Calgary. Yeah, Calgary, yeah. Fair play. Go on the I'll boy. Take it. I'll t- I'll, I'll say I thought he was in his mid-40s the last time I heard him playing at Liverpool, which is only two years ago. No. Well, I give up. <laughs> you know, I quit football. Our Estonian knowledge is clearly not great. Um, so what we've done this week is we're giving a miss on the old team reviews. We feel that team reviews has ran its course Uh Teams aren't changing rapidly enough now for us to always have three new teams to talk about. So we've introduced a 60 seconds, a little bit of a discussion, as you just had. And we're going to dive straight into Snog, Marry, Avoid. So who wants to go first? Um, just a quick reminder for those who don't know what Snog, Marry, Avoid is. Snog is someone we want for the short term. Um, <laughs> I've just seen who Cam's picked. Um, uh, Marry is someone that we're keeping for the long term, and some the avoid is someone that we particularly think other people may be getting in that you just shouldn't bother. Um, so I'm happy to uh, kick off the snogs, given that I think you and Tom yeah. will have similar backstories to your picks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Josh was referencing Spanish Dave or Aspilly Willy for the people that can't pronounce his surname. Um, yeah, Cesar Aspilicueta with Chelsea's running well, not necessarily their final few games, but. Um, the next few look very nice for them. And uh, with Chelsea's ever-changing back line, I think Aspilicueta is one of the few mainstays that you can bank on playing. Um, he's not got the same sort of FPL prowess that he once had, but I think Chelsea have got definitely a few clean sheets in the next three or four games with uh, West Brom at home coming up 
immediately in game week 30. Um, so yeah, there's not too much to say really. Um, Tuchel's obviously firmed them up at the back. They've kept a number of clean sheets in their most recent... Um, ridiculous. How many is it on the bounce? Sheets. One? I oh, know. They've had four on the bounce. Um, and prior to that, they'd kept another two or three. So... Yeah, they are much more defensively sound, so I think it would be wise to have one of their assets. But yeah, Aspilicueta is kind of the only one that you can reasonably predict is going to play. And now I've said that he's going to get dropped for just a rest in midweek. But I, th- I think Tuchel set a record for keeping the most consecutive clean sheets as a manager starting. at home. Well, he's um he's got fourteen games unbeaten or so, is it since he's come in? So. Yeah, Chelsea are a force to be reckoned with. So their most, their nicest fixtures that you can probably bank are going to be clean sheets coming up. As I said, West Brom at home, then Palace away, Brighton at home. Then after that, they've got West Ham away and Fulham at home, City away. Again, all kind of slightly more challenging games, but they could possibly keep a clean sheet against West Ham. They're a tough opposition, but as I said, Tuchel has got them playing better and more defensively sound. Fulham at home, you'd again probably anticipate they keep a clean sheet. Um... And then they have a slightly tougher end to the season with City, Arsenal, Leicester and Villa. But However, it's a, it's a snog. It is a snog, so yeah. So in the short them. term, I think Aspilicueta is a good punt. My other shout would be, I'm not actually going to talk about him, but Mason Mount as well um, for those fixtures. Don't see anything wrong with the Mountie. Uh, Tom? Yeah, so um, I'm going with uh, Semedo as my snog this week. Um, I think... Potentially, I could double team with you on this one, but I think it's uh, the reasons why. Um, they have a ridiculous run of fixtures coming up. It's like stupid. Um, the, the fixtures are actually a joke. So it's West Ham at home, which uh, obviously West Ham at home is the hardest game in the next five games. Then they're Fulham away, Sheffield United at home, Burnley at home, and West Brom away. Um, defensively, they actually, although they've only kept one clean sheet in the last five, they've only been beaten by one goal in three of the games. And then they got obviously battered by City, but they drew against Liverpool. And the teams that they lost to is lead. Sorry, they lost to lost Leeds, Liverpool, drew with Aston Villa, drew with Villa. Yes, they lost one nil to Liverpool, and they drew with Villa nil nil. Just defensively, they look a little bit stronger. I don't think they're looking that bad, really. Um, obviously, the four one against City was a bit of a a twist, but I think they they conceded three of those goals in the last like five minutes. I think the, the second goal came in at the 85th minute or something like that, and then they scored two goals in added time. Um, they just look slightly better. Now, obviously, if I was picking a defender from that team and picking the one that sort of is dead certain that team that's playing most time is actually a bit cheaper as well. Um, Semedo, for me, he's been one of those players everyone at the start of the season was like, I'll oh, get him in because he's going to be absolutely ridiculous, and he didn't really do anything. Um, but I think there's an opportunity with those five games that he could come in and do something a little bit different. Um I was going to go with Johnny. He's back in the team now as well. But Johnny's just more expensive, basically. So I've decided to go on the right-hand side and stay with Samedo. So that's my snog for the week. Yeah, and I'm just recommending go with the same team, but go with uh, an attack attacker because, well, they, as Tom said, they they aren't conceding loads, but they haven't kept many clean sheets. So I'm just going to recommend, recommend Neto. Um, he's been a fun one to have over the course of the season. Uh, five goals, seven assists. Um and for that run of fixtures, I just think he's a good punt to that price. Yeah, he's also um, just the, only... the top point scorers for midfielders, so he's quite consistent. 
Yeah, the only thing I think that maybe is undoing is just options at that price. Someone that we're going to discuss, in my opinion, for the Mary, um, Rafinha as well. Uh, now uh, you've got a Lingard. Uh, I just think there's probably a fair few options at that price. But if you are a little bit behind and you do fancy a bit of a gamble to see if you can make up some ground, um, Neto is not highly owned anymore. He's 6.9%. So you could make some ground on that lovely Wolves fixtures. Um, The Marys. Uh, I'm going to go first on this one. So it's because it my basically... uh, Let's do my marry and avoid together. Let's change it up a bit. So my marry is Diego Jota and my avoid is Salah. Um, and they basically go together, really. Um, the reason I'm recommending Jota is because Liverpool's fixtures to finish off the season are pretty good. Gr- granted, they've got Arsenal away, Aston Villa at home, which in theory are two reasonably hard games. Um, but Jota can sit on your bench if you feel you've got a better option at 6.7 mil. Salah cannot. Um, and then they've got a really, really good run in Leeds where, you know, we probably give you a good game, but we probably will concede. Then Newcastle, Southampton at home, who are pretty leaky at the moment. West Brom away, Burnley and Crystal Palace. You've only got Man United in game week 34, breaking that up. Um, that's a really good run of fixtures. And I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool try and finish off the season on a high as best as it can be. Um, so yes, uh, air quotes of high, whatever that is for Liverpool at this point. Um, but Jota was an outstanding performer. Yeah, Jota was an outstanding performer and has obviously got a goal already since he returned. Two goals um, in international that... duty as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's looking really good. And quite frankly, the reason I'm saying avoid Salah is because you don't want to do- double up and don't get Salah, just get Jota for me. Um, they're, they're not really a team in great form. Um, you know, they beat Wolves away, but they've lost to Fulham, lost to Chelsea. Um, lost to Everton in the last four or five, yeah, sorry, last five that is. Um, so just not great form. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have Salah when you can have Fernandez. You may be looking at your Canes and your Vardy's up front. Um, just free up some money and go with Jota instead. Um, so that's my marry and avoid uh, all in one. Yeah, I agree. I got rid of Salah before the blank because well, he blanked, and then also my plan was to get um. KDB in instead of him and then Jota to cover Liverpool um, and it just so happens that Jota's our biggest threat I think so mm. yeah makes sense Cam yeah the other big man yeah um, this is just kind of not very insightful but it just kind of is self-explanatory I think the guy you've got to have in your team for the rest of the season is Harry Kane um, moving on Tom uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you may as well. He's uh, He's got Newcastle in his next fixture. And as just said, you know, there's no semblance of a team there. Um, quite easily Spurs could go there and win three or four and Kane have a good hand in all of them. He's got quite a good record against the tune as well, doesn't he? I think he scores quite regularly. Um, he does blank in game week 33 because of the Carabao Cup final. But then that kind of means there'll be a double else. Well, the double confirmed today, sorry, actually in game week 32, so um, Everton away, Southampton at home, he definitely has a very good record against Southampton, and it's at home, and their defence isn't the best at the moment, so um, basically he's fixture-proof and can score in any and all games, so keep him in your team until the end of the season. Apart from the final nostalgic game week where we all get Aguero in to say goodbye. I can't wait. (laughs) Everyone's going to catch him as well, I assume. 
I really ho- oh, I really want him to play and score a hat trick and everyone captains him and everyone gets him happy. Yeah, uh, but probably he won't have played ten minutes. He'll come, he'll come right on at the end. He'll, he'll, get a, he'll get away. He'll probably come on at thirty minutes. Get subbed off at sixty minutes. He's definitely being given the um, the sky bet um, one plus shot on target yeah. at evens <laughs> as well, and not delivering again. <laughs> Disappointing. Yeah, um, my marry this week is Edouard Mendy. Um, obviously, we just talked about defensive and you know covering the Chelsea defence. Um, for me, I've never really got on the Martinez bandwagon because I'm a stupid idiot. Um, amen, and that amen. meant a dummy, you mean? I'm a dummy, yeah. But uh, that meant I got on the Edouard Mendy clean sheet bandwagon nice and early. And he's been getting under the radar um, quite a lot, really. And no one's really talking about... Everyone's talking about, you know, getting in a player for Chelsea, have a clean sheet. Well, get Edouard Mendy in because he's actually ridiculous. I think the nice thing about Chelsea at the moment is they're not scoring loads of goals either. So the potential of Mendy getting the bonus points is actually really high. So in the last four games, he's had four clean sheets and he's had bonus points in two of those, one against Leeds and one against United. So basically both the nil-nils, he's he's basically taken away some of the bonus points. Um, to be honest, I think Aspler Quetta got three bonus points in the Leeds game. Um, so yeah, for me, with Cam on this one, definitely uh, Chelsea goalkeeper, Chelsea defender um, of of all of them. Mendy and Aspaqueta are the two dead certs in the team. They're not getting changed. I know Mendy did get subbed once against Newcastle where Kepa played, but uh, Tuchel has already come out and said that Mendy is his number one. So, and he's confirmed that in in numerous press conferences. I think the whole idea of Kepa playing that one game was to basically try and give him a bit more value <laughs> for when they sell him in summer. So, Edward Mendy for me. Put him in the shop window. I do like Mendy actually as a shout. Um, uh, okay, Cab, go on. Your avoid. My avoid this week. Um, it is just don't get swept up in it. He obviously scored in the last game, but he, well, I'm not going to say avoid him because he scored an own goal. But um, he then scored a hat trick in midweek. We've already talked about him, Suchek. Um He's obviously kind of. I don't. I'm. Tr- I'm really trying to work out if it is a one season wonder. If next season he's going to be as prolific from midfield. I feel like it could just be a flash in the pan, but um, yeah, I just think don't get swept up in it. He obviously yeah, did score a hat-trick in international duty, but as we said, it was against Estonia. So, um, And it's more just that there are better options at that price point, um, as Josh has already mentioned, in relation to Neto. Um, we've got Rafinha, Jota, um, Gundogan, if you're going to keep hold of him. Um, all kind of mid-price midfield assets who are going to be more reliable for returns, I think. So, yeah, short and sweet, just avoid two check. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I wouldn't go for him. I wouldn't. I'm not sure. I'd want to tell people to avoid him though after he'd scored against Arsenal and scored a hat trick in the midweek. We'll consider he's got nine goals this season. I think it's more the fact there's so many options in midfield at the moment that having Suchek, who isn't really... He's not like a prolific goal-scoring threat, if that makes sense. So he scores headers, but I mean, you've got like the likes of what you've already said, like Jota, Rafinha, Lingard, Grealish. There's just, you could just... Gundogan, there's so many at all that price point, is I think that he doesn't among get midfielders, above though, Among midfielders, he's the fifth joint top scorer. So is yes, he not but- prolific? Uh, just comparatively to 
how he's going to... I think it's one of those where he had a great run of fixtures and form in the middle, but I don't think that's going to continue. I think there's going to be other players which are outperforming towards the end of the season. The, yeah, I'm happy to just, with that. I'm happy yeah, to everyone that. I just he's said, He's not much yeah. cheaper anymore at 5.3. When he was 5, no. he probably lower the value. Do we know yeah, when um, Grealish is back, by the way, just as an aside? Uh, he is pretty much... He's in training. He's oh, okay. playing. Um basically Dean Smith said just before the international break that he will be back after the international break and he's in full training at the moment so uh, whether I think he's important enough well I think he's important enough that he starts the game straight away first you know I don't think he's coming off the bench to play I think he's coming straight into the team yeah I mean he says he's he's, um, flagged as lacking match fitness only not that he's got the same knock so I just wondered how long it was anticipated but but yeah, to be fair, official FPL literally have no idea when it comes to the flags, do they? As Very true. By Son at the start of the season. Um, but yeah, I think yours is a bandwagon one as well, Tom. Yeah, so my avoid this week's um, Ian Acho. Um, he's been got in by a ridiculous number of people this week. And to be fair, I don't blame them. Um, they've got him in after he's just scored a hat-trick um, and he's scored five goals in the last three games. My issue with it is everyone's bought him in this week. So um, 85,000 people have currently bought him in this week and they've bought him in for a game against Man City and then they're going to follow that up with a game against West Ham. Now, if you're getting him in... So my avoid this week is Ian Acho and I think it's more of a wait and see how he gets on really because the problem they've got is Harvey Barnes and James Madison are very close to being back to fitness and once they're back, does he go back to being on the bench? Um, does he go to... Be- does it go basically back to being one one up top, which, uh, let's be honest, it will be Vardy. It doesn't really matter, I don't think, for me, if Ian Acho was on the best form of his entire life. I still think Vardy starts ahead of him. Um, and with Madison and, and Harvey Barnes back, I think it will revert to the formation that was proving really successful before they got injured. Yeah, I mean, it um, is, I do feel bad for him because that is the case. It is going to be as soon as those two are fit then they're going to go back to the old system. And yeah, as you're, you're right, Vardy's going to be the one that goes through the middle. But he's he's in so much better form than Vardy is right now. Um, I guess it comes down to what it, the balance of the team looks like. So Vardy might put in more legwork up top in terms of like stretching the play and stuff, which Iheanacho might not do. So Rodgers might not be happy with that. But I, f- I just feel bad for him. The guy scored so many goals recently and he's just going to get booted back down to the bench as soon as those two are fit again. So yeah. I think it's uh, one of those for me. You just wait. You just there's two more games to go with Man City and West Ham. It's likely that James Madison's coming back relatively soon, and Harvey Barnes is one more game away. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, once you once they come back, if he's still playing, then I'd say get him in. But at the moment, getting him in for a Man City, firstly getting him in for Man City. I you know I know they absolutely smashed him at the start of the season, but I think it's a completely different Man City and a different Leicester to the start of the season. Um, and then against a West Ham team, which I know they just conceded three, but again they're still playing well. It's not like they're playing terribly it's just you know they conceded two own goals so for me wait just wait and see really and I wouldn't get him in this week I'd agree but I'm not so sure he'll get dropped if he keeps that form up if he manages to get a goal against Man City um I think I think it's, it's really one of hard those is, to drop a player who scored that many goals irrelevant I think it's of, one of those you'll see though he'll basically he, I can this is what I picture basically if he won't score against Man City he won't score against West Ham then Madison Harvey Barnes will come back and because he hasn't scored in two games he gets dropped which will be ridiculous I think, I think that yeah that's fair yeah, that's fair um so yeah I probably agree um it's probably a bit too risky um and yeah those fixtures are especially the Man City one I wouldn't rush him in for this week expect him to score against City I do caveat that I really hope I'm wrong I really hope he does carry on performing because I do really like him 
I think yeah. he has oh, well, ability yeah. to be such a good player. Well, he's definitely yeah, got the talent. I mean, obviously it was kind... I don't even know if you can say it was fluky. When he was playing for City, he had that ridiculous stat, wasn't it? That his kind of... The amount of shots on target he had compared to the amount of goals he was scoring. It was like an unbelievable conversion rate. And granted, he was playing in one of the best City sides of the Premier League era. But... Um, mm. Yeah, for well, he was just competing with Aguero at the time, who was in the prime, in his prime, so he was never gonna oust him. So uh, he had to kind of move down the table, and then he comes up against Vardy. But he's definitely a really good player. He's he's one of those guys that you he's he seems really likable as well as like just a player. Have you seen some of his interviews? Yeah, it's just the one he dedicated to Mother's Day. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> he know. Was like this, these goals are for the mothers all around the world. I was like, bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I think a good shout. I think a good shout um, to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> I realised that that made no sense. A good shout. Kalechi was listening, like, "Oh, Josh is backing me," and then you go, "Psych." <laughs> I can confirm Kalechi is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> we can dream. All right, should we do some? Should we do some? Would you rather? Yeah, so my week this week. Um, so would you would you rather if you've not heard us before? Um, basically, I'll be picking two players I think who are of similar, either value or team or position, and basically letting these two fight it out to see who they'll pick and who they'll have in their team. Um, obviously, this week being international week, I thought I'd make it an international special and make it um, different player. Uh, sorry, players of the same nation going up against each other for you two to battle against each other. So um, we're starting in a. The good old, good old Angleterre. And would you rather have Jack Grealish or Mason Mount? Mount. Mount. Fixtures. Fixtures and um, fitness. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mount's in, in great form. Um, he's playing really well. Uh, yes, Grealish is coming back and yes, he's fa- he's fantastic. But they've just got really horrible fixtures. Um, and... I just wouldn't want to uh, to own him for that little bit more money for that fixture run. Um, you've got Fulham at home, great. Um, then you've got Liverpool, then Man City. Uh, then yes, you've got Everton to slot in somewhere for at home as well. That's TBC. But then they've got Man United, Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, it's just a really hard fixture run, to be honest. Um, and I'd much prefer Mount who's cheaper and has better fixtures. Yeah, much the same. Um Mount has got the momentum behind him of having played these past couple months, whereas Grealish has been on the sidelines. And in that time, he's been in so much, well, I say so much better form, in in top form. Um, And then, yeah, to couple that with the fact that, as Josh had said, they've got more favourable fixtures. I just think it's a a bit of a no-brainer. Yeah. No, Charles, um, you know my opinion on Mason Mount. So, um, yeah, I'm in agreement. Um, right, so the next one is Battle of the Scots. Um, would you rather have Robertson or Tierney? Tierney. Robertson. Um, it's a bit of a tough one. I am not convinced of either Arsenal or Liverpool's defensive uh, capabilities, but obviously he's about a million and a half more expensive. But I think Robbo's got better promise basically um his attacking returns obviously haven't been great this year but i just think um he has the better fixtures marginally and he just is a better player so 
Mm, I'm not sure I agree with fixtures. Uh, Arsenal have Sheffield United, Fulham, Newcastle, West Brom, Crystal Palace and Brighton um, before the end of the season. Um, I think it's pretty close. And based on that, I'd have the one who's two mil cheaper. Yeah. Um, yeah, Charles, what the reason I said it is a lot of people are talking about getting Liverpool, getting in Trent or Robertson towards the end of this season just because their fixtures being so good. And I'm almost in agreement with the Robertson one. I sort of want to go Robertson. Um, it's quite surprising how high his points are this year. Mm. So everyone talks about, obviously, Shaw being unbelievable this year. Matt Target, I think, are the, the prime examples. And Robertson is three points by Matt Target and five points ahead of Shaw. I know Shaw didn't start at the start of the season. So there's a big sort of... It's a bit... You know, he had a lot, a lot of games that he didn't play. But, you know, he's he's still what in the top 10 of defenders this year. Um, but yes, he is... Ludicrously expensive, but the run of I do really like the run of fixtures towards the end of this this game week this game week this season. That being that being said, though, you shouldn't ever pick a player based on how much they've scored over the course of a season. He's had two returns in ten games. That's why I would not pick him. Uh, yeah, no, no, I agree. But um, I think they, I think Liverpool are starting to get players back now from injury, and I think how many you're going to start seeing is, that term in fixtures. How many returns has Tierney had though in recent times? That's what I'm saying. I don't think. Either. In his last 10, he has one, two, three, four, mm. four returns, and one of those was 18 points. He was out injured for a while. Is that the West Brom one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, to be honest, so, so neither then, basically. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, actually, I have Tierney, but I probably, uh, I'm not sure why I do anymore. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have either. Okay. Um, so the final one for this week, uh, Battle of the Germans. Uh, would you rather have Timo Werner or Kai Havertz? Can I say oh, neither? <laughs> um, I've literally, I couldn't tell you. Um, Make a decision. This is this isn't a you can sit on the fence, mate. So would you rather? I'll say Werner as well. Um, have a, I just have seen Werner get in the attacking positions more regularly. Um, Havertz has obviously only started playing recently, but... Um, I just yeah, I don't want either. No, but that's what I mean. <laughs> but, like, so yeah. but I would probably have Werner, just on the chance that he has had a lot of chances this season. Granted, he's missed them all. <laughs> but like... All bar is, five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He has got eight assists this season, which is a really interesting stat. Um... So, yeah, if he had actually put away his chances, he'd probably be on something like 12 goals and 8 assists. If he, and I'm not talking about putting away all his chances. I'm talking about putting away a, a normal amount of chances. Yeah, Like, not only missing all the sitters, which he did, <laughs> but like then scoring some of the ones that are like, you know, oh, that's a good goal. Like, I do think he could be on 12 goals if he had like a half-decent finishing like this season. And 12 goals, 8 assists would be nothing to be sniffed at no. at all. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, he can't finish uh, Havertz I don't know what he's doing yet um, so yeah I'd have neither but if I had to have one I'd probably have Werner yeah so the, the, the reason I put in Havertz has been a lot of talk about him now being sort of it's him and Mount sort of as Tuchel's favourites and Havertz in the last three well if we talk about uh, two assists against Everton obviously it was a nil-nil against Leeds and he's just scored an international duty against Iceland which yeah to be honest it's not really that impressive but he just seems to be Getting there a little bit better. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he's starting. Uh, but again, I wouldn't go on. I wouldn't have him over Mount. Yeah, no, fair enough. He That's started enough. the past two and got was it two assists against? Yeah, two assists against Everton. 
Um, he start sorry started and played the full ninety in the past two, um, and I think he played in that time as well in the FA Cup. So I think he's kind of working his way back into the team. But I just think Vern is more likely to play at present, and as Josh said, just has had more chance, always going to get more chances. Although they they can sometimes kind of compete for positions though, because. Um, I've seen Tuchel in press conferences say that he thinks Havertz has the ability to play through the middle, either as a false nine or as the number nine. So um, he could be competing with Werner for positions, particularly given they've got so many attacking midfielder options. You know, Ziyech, Pulisic, Mount, just to name yeah. three. So, Well, to be honest, it, the battle of the Germans was going to be Gundo versus someone, but to be honest, there was no other decent Germans I could really think of to put him, <laughs> him against. So he basically won all of them. So he, uh, he ended up dropping out and ended up being those two instead. So, Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with that. So that is... um. Yeah, a very underwhelming would you rather of the week then. <laughs> um, Thank you nonetheless. Have, we got to, have I got to look at the Salah thing? Is he, you do. Is, are we all right? We're obviously blank, didn't he? I'm all right, you're not. Yeah, he did. Cam, you're actually beating him. Yeah. Why do you sound so surprised? Oh, you've, been gone a, you've been gone a while, haven't you? <laughs> I have been gone a while, I'm not going to lie. Like, But yeah, that's that's good news. I'm kind of insulted um, you sound so, so surprised. Um, yeah. So a captain, my captain. Uh, so basically, Cam looked at the thing right at the start of the season where if what he said is if you captain Salah all the way through the season, basically he will outperform whoever you try and captain throughout the year. <laughs> Bullshit. Um, so we've tried to compete with him and uh, yeah, Cam's actually doing quite well. Um, I think, what, game week 29? Were we all on Kane captain? Is that a... I was on Bale captain. Defaulted. Oh, which went to Kane captain, did it? Yeah. And Cam, you were Kane captain, I was weren't Kane you? as well, yeah. And obviously Salah didn't play, so it's all positive <laughs> for everyone, really. So we're better than Salah. Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Salah. <laughs> um, um, it's really interesting as well. Have you been... Um, I've missed a few people who are listening for the first time. I've not been around recently. Um, it's really interesting that captain, um, what like we would got from if we captained the best person possible each week. That's um, really that not. disgusting. It isn't. It's so disgusting. It's I'm currently 447 <laughs> points down on what I could have had if I captained. Obviously, you have to take into account that you then wouldn't get the captain points for the captain that you currently had. So the actual difference is not 447. However, like it, it like it would still be 200 and something points, which is pretty dramatic. Um, no, that is, is that's why. right. I think I think that's so. Basically, you'd have 447 more points. So I've taken it from the captaincy, I think. Because it's not like so your, your total team cap- your, score. So your which- total captain points is 336. And if you captain the right captain for the entire season, you'd have a total captaincy points of 783. Yes, but the actual difference wouldn't work out that way because you would still have that player in your team. No, but it's... You just wouldn't be captained. No, but it's the what your top scoring player would have captained versus what you actually captain. So it's not like your team score in which you would have to factor that in. It's just... You... If, welcome if welcome, Kane, welcome if to Kane... Math by Dummies. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Kane scores 10 points and my captain scores 5 points, by captaining Kane, I would not make up like the different... I would not make up 10 points. We'll discuss this one after, I think. <laughs> anyway. But anyway... 
what we're saying is if we captained our actual if we captained the highest person yeah, then we'd be absolutely obliterating it right now yeah. but um because i think this uh, is why uh, last week yeah. in last week's podcast when we talked about the break in the you know what rules we could change for fpl this is why i said get rid of captaincy because i'm currently 484 points down on where i could be but to put that in perspective you're claiming that if you got if you got your captaincy right you'd be number one in the world yeah absolutely no definitely <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> not having that um, but yeah I think it's ridiculous how bad we've done versus um, considering that we could have basically doubled it so yeah it is it is very annoying um, and but, um, as I said we discussed last week it's the reason that we should get rid of captaincy yeah but, but compared to compared to Salah though obviously Salah's been having a really bad patch of moment Cam you're actually 16 points up on him Salah Josh you're 8 points down and I'm 28 points down so we're doing much better think, than we were at the start of the season. I think Tom but... gets the round of applause here because he was nearly 100 points behind Salah and he's clawed it back to only 30. He's kept but the morale then, high. <laughs> I think, I'm not sure whether it's a round of applause for me or a round of applause to Salah just being an absolute pile of shit recently. <laughs> Let's go for the round of applause to you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and also, Cam, you've made a pretty good move as well because back, um, back in game week 20... You were actually sixteen points. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, sixteen, uh, eighteen points behind me on the captaincy. So in nine game weeks, you've gone from that to basically being thirty ahead of me. Yeah, I mean, so, I owe most on the of back that for to uh, Harry Kane. So <laughs> yes, he's been, he's been a bit of a. I haven't really owned him for that much. So he's done a lot of damage to me. So uh, talking about captaincy, then uh, captains for game week thirty. What are we saying? I think for me, as I just said, I owe a lot to Harry Kane and it's going to continue that way. As I mentioned in my Mary section, I think with Newcastle away, that's just such a nice fixture. Um, They have been putting up a kind of respectable challenge, but they just aren't very good. Um, And I think Kane will thrive against them. So I'm captaining him. I had it on Fernandez, and then just as we've been discussing it, I've realised how much better Brighton are than Newcastle. Mm. Um, so I've switched to Kane. Three nil better, yeah. almost actually. I would love to put it on Bale, but now I'm not sure if he's going to start. I'm not sure if that was a rest that he was getting, or if he's genuinely like now sort of out of. Was that uh, after not, the um, Zagreb game, Europa League? Yes. Yeah, it could be in relation to that kick up the arse. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah. even then, he's only getting 69 minutes. So, yeah, it's like it was a. He's got 69 minutes twice now. Um, so, it is a bit of a. Ga- yeah. Woo. All the lads. So, it was a bit of a gamble. Um, so, yeah, I think I'll avoid it this week and just go with Kane in case he does start and Kane smashes it. Yeah. No, I'm probably going to go Kane too. I do. I'm so tempted by Rafina against Sheffield United just because Sheffield United just looks so bad but I don't know if the international break is going to give them sort of you know I don't think they've got that many internationals going away on break so what do you mean but I am tempted you should hope not Ender Stevens <laughs> McGoldrick's out even though they're over there, going isn't to it? lose with Republic of Ireland they, Republic yeah, of Ireland but, um, never seemed to uh, baffle or they never seemed to disappoint in the level of opposition that they lose to like they lost to oh, Luxembourg, Luxembourg. <laughs> like they don't even have a team, do they? And they got beat. Yeah, I think I looked. I did look at it because it did make me laugh a lot. I think that was Luxembourg's 39th win ever. <laughs> and I mean, like, the teams that they've beaten in the past are 
even the worse than Luxembourg. <laughs> it's like it's like a one nil victory against San Marino. Like <laughs> I mean, I mean that was well. I think the best way to, I think the best definition of how bad Republic of Ireland did on um, against um, Luxembourg was the BBC. Obviously, have to usually be unbiased. And the BBC like headline in the commentary was a disgrace to the nation. <laughs> like absolutely killed me. That's very unbiased. Okay, have we got anything more to discuss today? I think we've flown through that, have we? Maybe we haven't. We've probably actually rambled on. Well, we, people are going. When is this going to end? Did we do an um, update on the league last time? Oh no, yeah, the league. Sorry, I didn't even think about the league, to be honest. I'm doing so bad in it now. I just Yeah, sort of I don't want to look at it. It's like, <laughs> let's make this league so that I can remind myself I'm shit at fancy football again. I'm 200 points behind Rob. I don't want to look at this league. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, best score of the week, Cam. It's you, mate. Thank you, boys. That's pretty depressing, actually, isn't Moved it? Moved up to fourth. I'm closing in on Chin. I will catch him. Yeah, big 72. That <laughs> no, is, I didn't realise how good a score that was, really. Well, that is quite good. good to know. Yeah, Jordan Jordan Palmer as well was sixty seven. That's you know that's also pretty. That's a that's a good score. That's a good it? free hit in a week in well. a week where everyone well, average the average score was twenty five and you got seventy two and he got sixty seven. That's and he yeah, played his free hit. That's very well played. Yeah, Lacazette <laughs> eleven points. He would actually have beaten me if he um, didn't get unlucky with the Regulon getting subbed off <laughs> 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 at fifty six minutes or whatever it was. Can we can we also um can we also welcome um Matthew Biggin to the league who's joining next week? Uh, the reason I'm welcoming is because I instantly checked his points and welcome because you're going to join above me again, <laughs> so I'm going to fall further down the league. Um, yeah, uh, welcome, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I don't really enjoy that. But Cam, maybe you have a chance. I don't think you're going to catch Rob. I don't think you're going to catch Rory, who I thought was going to come back to the pack, but he has just stayed out in front, hasn't he? Just week on week, um, he seems to get the right pick. And I mean, I guess it's because he's good at the game. But I keep, as you say, I keep on expecting him to have a bad week at some point, and it just doesn't happen. Indeed. Well, um, yeah. Congrats to everybody who's doing well. Rob, you can get lost. How, how are you doing that well? <laughs> 205 points ahead of me. Um, if only I got that captain right. Um, but let's wrap it up there. Um, we are on Twitter. Well, two of us on Twitter. Um, we are FPL by Dummies on Twitter. And then also you've got FPL Dummy Cam and FPL Dummy Tom if you want to have a conversation with them um, and debate what's been discussed on the podcast. Um, we're on all major podcast sites. Um, Heart, uh, iHeart Radio. Is that right? That's right, yeah. Yes! <laughs> like, I'm about to say the stutter. It was like, uh, uh, yes, iHeartRadio. Uh, and then probably something like Radio Freaks or something like that. Um, dot com. Like that, yeah. We're not on Radio Freaks. Oh, we'll get in contact with them. Um, and there's one more thing. League code. Do you remember it off by heart now, Tom? I do. It's a DFJ3Z2. DFJ3Z2. The way I said that there, I felt like we're about to do a countdown numbers round. I don't know why. But yeah, I'll have two big ones. Two big ones, four small ones, please. Uh, uh, D. (laughs) Um, Consonant, please. Yeah, I don't know why that came to me. No one else is probably going to get that reference, but there we are. Um, Let's wrap it up there with an awful countdown conundrum. That was quite good, that. Um, And we'll speak to you next week. (laughs) 